We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now this the black sheep sticking it to him. I need a crib like I'm Gatsby. I need it in hand. Just understand my pockets that deep. With nothing to prove, I ain't got nothing to do. And it can't compete, and I got nothing to lose. You see, they told me I'm the one that's gonna benefit. I haven't let him leave yet. My guy Jared is still in the building, and I am excited for this one because yeah. it's a division that's close to home as a Jets fan which we also mentioned on the last episode that you'll always be rooting for the Jets. I will, even though it pains me. You can tell by the it side. It pains me. <laughs> so I think if, if you asked me a team that tilts me the most, I think the Knicks are up there. I think the Knicks and the Jets would probably be my two. Like In terms of when I watch them, I already expect the loss before the game's even over. I have very little positive energy for those teams. They've hurt me too many times, especially the Jets. Jets. Yeah. The Jets, since the, the butt fumble is the, the prime example, because that's one of those situations where it's obviously a negative play for your football team, but it's a play that is going to live forever. It's always, wasn't it like the not top 10? On Thanksgiving Day, too, yeah. which made it even worse. Everyone was watching. But when SportsCenter does the not top 10, I think it was on there for like a year and a half. Yeah. It was Big. number one. And, and, and again, I think, I think it's a really hard sell when you have teams that hurt you like that to really get in, invested again personally and we as gamblers are trained to remove emotion so it's like i've created this natural wall for all teams and the jets and the all of my teams right they have less emotional connection to me than ever before oh okay so this brings up a fascinating point and a question because i'm someone that bets against my team okay if i know i bet for- against my team all the time so, so then how is there a bias? Like, how is that not any different well, than when it you It means bet? when I'm like watching, like when I'm watching the game and I see something, it will, it'll stick in me okay. longer than it will before. But I, you just, it's, it's really hard. I think the hardest thing to do, again, we've talked about this in a lot. It's to remove emotion from you. Especially when it's your team. But I, I tell people all the time, when I get asked how I feel about the Giants game or the Knicks or, you know, uh, a friend of mine that fights in the UFC, I tell them, look, I'm going to break it down for you the way I would if I didn't know them. Yeah. And I've used my buddy Jared. Jared Gordon fights at 155 in the UFC. He's a slow starter out the gates. He's someone that the longer the fight goes, the better he bodes. 
but it's always very concerning in the first round. So I tell people like, look, if you can get out that first round, it's going to look good. But in that first round, I'm going to be on the edge of the seat. I'm a little bit nervous. When the Giants played the Eagles in the playoffs, I told people, I'm like, look, I think the Giants either win this game or they lose by 40. They ended yeah. up losing by 30. And I it's bet tough. the Eagles. I, I took the Eagles minus seven. I think that's, I, I don't think that's emotion. I think that's just being reasonable. Like, mm. I, I think, I think you could be, you could have emotion for your team and love your team and just know this isn't a good matchup. for them. Right. But like, there's some people, there's so many people. Some people who can't. You're can't blinded by loyalty. Yeah. That's oh, why plus you stay in I got to take them. Yeah. It's my team. Yeah. No, that's, that's just reasonable. I don't, th I, I don't think that's emotionally affected. I think that's just reason and logic. And that's, listen, that's all gambling is. Gambling is just a math equation. This is the price. This is where I price it. What's the difference? Is mm. it more or is it less? That's all gambling is. It's like going to the gas station and finding the gas, cheapest gas. Well, this over here is minus this, and this over here is this. Well, that price is fair. That's not. Let's go there. Let's go there, yeah. I mean, it's just, that's all Gotta gambling is. shop the lines, yeah. Or just, yeah, just or shopping the line in your head. Mm. Like where you make, like you have to set your own line. Even if you don't have like a, Fancy rating. You still have to set the line. It can be an arbitrary one, like a more just a random number. Like I think this is a coin flip. Well, it's plus one ten. Well, you're getting good odds then if you think yep. it's a coin flip, and it's you're getting plus one ten. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even we. You had a video that you posted a couple of weeks ago, or maybe month now, where you were talking about value. Oh yeah, the Bryce Young stuff. I think value also can be played into that if you're making your own ratings or your own your own point spreads in your head and you're saying to yourself like, oh, I think this team should be a three-point underdog. And then you look at the line and they're a six-point underdog. That would be an example of some value there. I agree. And But some people, like you said, your video was so good, man, because I have to show it love and repost it where people people only want to see plus 800. That's value. It's like- Minus no. a thousand could yeah. be good value. The Bryce Young thing is the classic example of that. I think it, it was the morning that the Will Levis Reddit thing broke. Yes. And all of a sudden, Bryce Young was like minus 400 to be taken first. And he was like minus 3,000 like 48 hours before. And again, it's just a math equation. Minus 400 equals, seven. I think it's 75% or 80%. I, the math in my head, I think it's 80%. Yeah, 300 is 75%. Mm. Minus 400 is 80%. So that means in eight out of 10 scenarios, that's what the sportsbook is saying. Bryce Young goes first overall. Well, it's 10 out of 10. I mean, it's... Or at worst, nine out of 10. Yeah. There's your value right there. It's math. It's, it's, not, <laughs> it's not rocket science, people. It's literally addition, subtraction, division, multiplication. Hey, man, people want to, people, you know how people are nowadays. They want things to be difficult, even if or it's so simple. Or they want it to be minus, you know, plus a 10,000, yeah. $10 to win a thousand. Yeah, that's value. Well, no. No, not really. Not really. <laughs> because the true odds of it are probably like plus a million. <laughs> Seriously. Well, uh, Lesser City was the... That's when they, a great example of it. When Because of them, a lot of sports books, they don't offer more than 2,000 to one odds for someone to win. Because they had it at 5,000 to one. They go on. I think it's the greatest underdog story of all time. Yeah. I think the Heat might have been, if they would have won it, they didn't win it. Right, he's a good he's a good one too. But what but what's recent, interesting? Recent. Yeah, yeah. Leicester City. This was like ten years ago. Now this is like yeah, what twenty fifteen. Yeah, and they just got relegated too in the prem. But what's what's so fascinating about that one? And you know, people people will say like Buster Douglas or Holly Holm. Yeah, those are good ones too. But those, those are, are one punch knockouts. And those are also Leicester City's. 
it was like six months yes, of just that's winning. That's exactly it. It was an eight That's why Miami, season. because it was a month, two month postseason. Yeah. It's more impressive that way. It's more impressive when it's not just one punch. Exactly. Or one game. That's why the NFL, to me, the upsets are not that impactful. They play four games in the playoffs. That's yeah. it. That's not even a series in most NBA or NHL. Dude, you're talking to someone that saw his team win two Super Bowls and they were nowhere near the best team that year in both of those that years. That is the classic argument for any NFL versus other sports debate. Yeah, 100%. That would never happen in the NBA. It don't happen in the NBA. It don't happen Ever. in any other sport. But other that. than maybe college basketball. Yeah. And even in college basketball, usually the final four is that moment and then they fall yeah. because the final four is that collection of great teams. It's very hard to go like George Mason, VCU, those final four. Cinderella's. That's why they also stand out. Yes. You have that happen. Very rare. Do you get a Villanova from 85, which was just like, what? Especially with the teams in their conference that year. I mean, who they had to beat. Yeah. It's unbelievable. The road. Yeah. And yeah. NC State's another one, too. The, considering having to face Virginia and, Kel and Sampson, who was like the best college player in the history of that little time period. NC State had to beat him three times. But I think that's what's the big appeal with the NFL and college sports, too. Well, college basketball, I should say, because it's urgency. Oh, yeah. You gotta have it that day or that's else it's a That's why the NFL is so great. Worst yeah. of first. Yeah. Yeah. That's why the, I, I think the, that's why the NFL is the most exciting sport. I, I really do believe, I don't think it's the most exciting postseason. I think the postseason can be rather, you know, dull sometimes, especially the early round games. Like the, I think the hockey postseason's better, but the NFL regular season, it's the best regular season. In sports. Yeah, there's one game a week. Yeah, best the regular urgency, season in sports. Yeah, yeah without, a doubt, without a doubt. The AFC East, what would you say your feelings are for this division? Try your best. I know we were talking about biases and emotion, okay. but... I'm good at making logical observations about my team. Now, do you think this division is compelling to someone in like, the, you know, in like Seattle, right? Like, is this a division that to the people that are not invested in these teams? And we know that the NFL is massive, right? Across the country. Like, yeah, it's big everywhere. But from a, from a interest standpoint, where would you put this division as far <sighs> as being like one that's going to be interesting? I think it's not at the top, but I think it's up there. I think the NFC East, because of the teams in the division, Cowboys especially, always draws a lot of attention. Jerry Jones always draws a lot of national attention. I think the NFC West, the Niners, are another one of those teams mm -hmm. that always draw a lot of national attention. Um, I think the AFC West, because of the quarterbacks, yep. will draw a lot of national attention this year. But... You go from Zach Wilson to Aaron Rodgers. All right. Now that division seems pretty impactful to me too. I think the Bills are an interesting team, small market team, but very much the, the core of that city. Um, it, I went to school up there. I'm it, well aware about how much they love the culture. Bills. Yeah. I mean, they have guys flying through tables. They have like the mustard and ketchup guy, right? It's like, it's weird. It's, 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 Bill's Mafia, man. Yeah, exactly. They love it. So, but nationally, hmm. yeah. Josh Allen helps. Madden cover oh, helps. Oh, it helps drastically. Yeah. yeah. That 
changes. So again, I think the NFL, if you want to talk about national appeal, quarterback, you rank the quarterbacks in each division. Yeah. I think the AFC East is up there. I think they're in the top half of the NFL. I would agree. I would agree. You have three quarterbacks that are prime time type quarterbacks. Prime time and also that you would pay to see in prime time. Yeah. And when they're on the healthy, billboard. when they're healthy and they're oh, on. Oh, yeah. The health is everything yeah. in the NFL. 100%. Yeah. I mean, look at the Niners last year. What yeah, happens if Brock rough. Purdy doesn't get hurt in that championship? Yeah, if he could just grip a football. <laughs> health is everything in the NFL. Yeah, without a doubt. But that division, so you look at Tua, Rodgers, and Allen. Yeah. Mac Jones, I've never been a Mac no. Jones guy. From I think Indiana. a lot of people are down on the Pats, but now we hear DeAndre Hopkins. Why would he go there? Bill O'Brien. Maybe they kiss and made up. I don't know. They hate Bill O'Brien trade him. Yeah. But you know what, though? We don't know the full story there. Could have been from above. He could have loved O'Brien and it's just circumstances they had to trade him. We, 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 view, we judge a lot of what we see in social media. Social media is fake. Yeah. Even Stefan Diggs earlier this week. What's going on there? No yeah. idea. No one knows. Yeah. So for me to judge, like people are like, oh, well, he hate that. Because I've been on a million shows already. Where's DeAndre Hopkins going to go? Every time I say the Patriots, because they had the most money and the biggest need, it was like, ah, oh, Bill O'Brien. We don't know what happened there. Oh, look, it's been were a couple of years now. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's been, what, six years? Yeah. I have no, maybe the Patriots offer him the most money. Or among the most money. And if you, if you were getting three contracts, Cleveland, Houston, New England, which coach do you want to play for? To the twilight of my career. Right. To try to milk the most out of what I've got left. Well, I think that's also the conversation around a guy like him and just in general is what do you want at this point in your career? He wants you a Super Bowl, but he wants to get paid and he wants to be on a team that has a chance to compete and that has a winning mentality. And you think New Houston, England could be that? Well, I think New England has the culture and yeah. I think it has the money. They were very well under the cap. The fit is there. He's going to be the number one receiver on that team. Yeah. He's a star. Cleveland, eh, you're kind of the star. Houston, you are, but the culture, the fit, the, the, the winning, not there. New England's kind of the only one that has all three, randomly. Maybe they're not expected this year to win, but they have a winning culture. They have the money, and he's desperate need. It made sense. It checked all the boxes. The only thing it didn't check was, does he get along with Bill O'Brien? Right. Which we don't know. Are you in his text DMs? You seeing what they're text? Maybe he loved Bill. I mean, I know that the, the news wasn't good there at the end, but you just don't know about the inner workings. We were not there. Yeah, it's fair. It's, it's, it's a fair assessment. And also, it's been so long now. Like, time heals wounds. It's been a long freaking It's been a while. Time. Yeah, it's and look, he went, he went to Arizona and he was making $30 million a year. He was the first $30 million wide receiver. And he had some highlight plays. Yeah. He had some moments where you're like, this guy's the best player in the league. Yeah. But consistency, health, right? Always the things. But to your point, I think... New England is this year an afterthought in the division. It would be a big surprise. I'm, I don't have the odds in front of me, but I'm assuming they're the longest shot. Yeah. It would be a surprise if New England won the division. The if Patriots I had to rank, are plus 750. They have the longest odds. Probably Bills, Jets, Dolphins. The Jets, Dolphins probably pretty tight. And then pass, Yeah, right? so division odds, you got Buffalo at plus 130. You have Miami at plus 290. You got the Jets at plus 250. And so then you right got around. the Pats at plus 750. I bet you probably could get very good numbers on the Jets and the Dolphins better than those numbers and have a 
nice little chunk of a preseason portfolio. I think my overall feel for the division in terms of trending up, trending down, Bills under, Dolphins, Jets over, Patriots, very neutral. Mm. Not sure. Probably not a team I would bet on pre-flop. Too yeah. much uncertainty. Belichick, I have no I can't get a feel for Belichick. I think Dolphins, Patri Dolphins, Jets, arrow up, Bills, arrow down. And Patriots, just one of these emojis. Yeah. Yeah, Miami is so fascinating to me because I love their roster. Oh, stacked. And they get Jalen so Ramsey. Good. Yeah. Like, they're just, they've got the glow up. Like, yeah. they've got it all. And then also, if you think of, like, first you want to win the, your division, but then if you're Miami, you're looking at the conference, you're saying to yourself, like, man, we got to worry about Higgins and Chase. We got to worry about- Vic Fangio, too. We got to worry about- Let's be honest. That Dolphins defense was a disaster yeah. last year. Now they bring in Vic Fangio. They get Ramsey. The defense will look very different this year. But but getting the two corners now, you're looking at the AFC landscape. You got you got Williams and Keenan. You got Odell now and 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 the rookie that they drafted, AFC's Bateman. The best conference. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. even close. Trying to win, trying to pick a winner in the AFC is like trying to pick a winner in the Derby. Very oh, hard dude, to do. Dude, I know. Very I hard wish to do. I wish like the Broncos and Chargers were in the Very NFC and make it a do. lot easier to make those decisions. That's the beauty of the NFL, though. It there's value on the other side. If you yeah. think one of those teams is gonna win the Super Bowl or make it to the Super Bowl, because if they're in, like it's easier to get. There's one conference that is way easier. Yeah. So getting that team to the Super Bowl at the pre-flop stage, well then, you can do anything once you get to the Super Bowl. You come off of it, you can try to middle it, whatever the odds are, whatever here, but way easier to bet a futures in the NFC for sure. I mean, dude, everything inside me tells me to fade the Eagles. Like historically. Yeah. Losing the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl hangover, the entire division but got it better. The winner but then usually struggles in the Super Bowl. The loser does poorly too. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't know that trend. I'll have to look at that one. And then it's possible. And, and if you're looking at it, like I, I know we're, we're talking about the NFC East yeah. now, but with, with yeah, the Eagles it's going off the rails here, it's but the it's NFL. controlled chaos, None of it controlled chaos. None of it matters. But dude, if you think about it, right? Like historically, I'm always going to, you know, like I, I downgraded the Bengals a little bit last year coming into the year and through September, it's like, Oh, they're two and two barely squeaking by. It, it looked good. Right. Obviously they go all the way to AFC title. Yeah. But you're looking at the NFC being so bad to your point where it's like, man, Eagles lose both their coordinators. They lose some pieces on defense. But then you're looking at the, the coordinators roster. matter a lot. Yeah. yeah. Early in the season. Right. Whereas maybe it won't matter as much later in the year. Both coordinators? Yeah. But then you're that looking, matters. But you're looking at the conference that has so many question marks. And you're like, there's only one team that we know for a fact is going to be elite in the NFC. And it's Philly. Just from the roster standpoint. I think if San Francisco gets that quarterback situation. Yeah, the quarterback they're gonna situation. They're going to be so filthy yeah. again. Shanahan is just a wizard. He's great in the and in the regular season too. I, I think the North, I think the Lions have some upside. I do. I know everyone's on them. That's fine. I think they have upside. I think they figured it out. They wouldn't have drafted Jameer Gibbs in the first round of David. Mm. This year. That is a pick you make when you think you're one player away. Yeah. They brought back. They brought back Ben Johnson, and you know I know Jared Goff is going to make a lot of jokes, but hey, almost won an MVP, went to a Super Bowl, and, yo, and had probably, an unbelievable year. Probably and they bring a, back everybody, including the, the offensive line, the fifth best quarterback in the conference too. That's how bad it is. Hundred percent. Yeah, and you lose a conference that just lost Aaron Rodgers, a yeah. division that just lost Aaron Rodgers. So the NFC, I think, is a much easier conference to handle. Mm. The AFC is the Titans, not the Tennessee Titans, but like the clash of the Titans. Heavyweight after heavyweight, just like the AFCs. I don't. I 
I could see the Bills having a down year and two and Rodgers battle it out all year. I could absolutely see that scenario playing out. Or I could see a scenario where the Bills just have a dominant roster. Tua gets hurt. Rodgers gets hurt. Patriots are neutral. Very mediocre. Super mid, as you would like to call. Love Josh it. Jacobs. Yeah. And Buffalo's 13 and four again. And we'll see a number one seed. You know? A lot them. of scenarios could play out in that way. Yeah. And I believe, I believe that the AFC has the additional home game this year. Good to know. Because the Jets, I made the case, so obviously the biggest addition is probably Rodgers, right? Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Like, let's not get crazy. Let's not yeah. try to get too cute. No. He comes over. But here's the thing that I've been saying. And you're a Jets fan, so this is perfect to yeah. ask you this. Them being 15-1 to one to win the Super Bowl is a bad line. Terrible. Why not wait until after week six? Because the first six games are, holy shit, look who we're playing. But what if they win? Are they, though? I don't know, but that, see, right, that's right. Like, devil's advocate. You, you owe, like the futures market. The reason why the futures market's a lot harder than like a game is because it's like the multiverse, bro. Mm. One I like this. scenario creates a whole nother realm of reality. So right now, the narrative is Jets are overbaked, overvalued, tough schedule to open. That's all I hear. Every radio network, tough and it is a tough schedule. Yeah. A, I'm not trying to dodge that. But from a gambling perspective, the other reality is, well, if it's a four and two start against Buffalo, Dallas, New England, Kansas City, Denver, Philly, it's four and two there. Well, then 15 to one's a cheap price. Yeah. So, and I'm not saying that they're going to win those games, but at 15 to one, if you start the season hot, with Aaron Rodgers and you beat those teams, the teams I just mentioned. Yeah. 15 to one feels like a steal. Ooh, this is the best case anyone's made. So like that to me is where now this is where, like I said, in the prior spot, the recommendation is about what you're in the mood to eat. Are you in the mood to eat fast food right now? If you're in the mood to eat fast food, well, then you take 15 to one Yeah, quick and easy done. I'll see you in a month, two months. All right. Can I pick the spot where they lose? Can I time the market? That's where the fine dining element comes in. You might lose in the, in the long run. You might lose equity. I think they win week one, Buffalo. I, th I, I do. I think they beat Buffalo week one. Home division dogs week one. So That's the you, Monday night game too. I think they beat Buffalo week one. Buffalo's trending down to me. And you, you know, you're going to, the biggest loss in the division, it didn't happen this year. It happened two years ago. It's Brian Dable. That was oh, big, yeah. That was the biggest loss in the division. Easily. Not even close. Easily. There's not another loss that has happened in the division since he left, that you could say that changed the landscape of the next five years of this. If he stays and ascends to the head coaching job in Buffalo, yeah, the Bills are the Giants with Josh Allen. Yeah. But now I think they're trending down. Ken Dorsey, eh. McDermott has to now be the defensive coordinator and head coach. Already problems in the locker room. And also like their secondary is getting older. For so long, we were praising the two guys in the secondary. And I don't like I don't like McDermott having to be the head coach and the DC. Yeah. I don't like that at all. Not at the stage that he's at in his career. He should be taking things off of his plate so he can manage the game more. Dude, halfway through the year last year, when the Giants were going on these runs and they were like seven and one, and Josh Allen was Josh Allen had a really good season, but it wasn't the holy shit, Josh Allen. Look at the turnover worthy plays. The turnover. Well, and you see Ken Dorsey in the booth slamming yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. I'll be honest, the relationships there, you want to talk about the Nuggets, team chemistry? The opposite in Buffalo. 
saw at the end of that playoff game. Diggs already having problems before the season even starts. Oh. What happens when the adversity hits? And Diggs was on uninterrupted the shop, and he I don't was like it. he was saying how you like know it. every year since I got there we're trending backwards. He's right. Yeah, year one they go to the AFC title he's game. He's right. Year two they lose. Year three they lose. But here's lose. the thing: just because he's right doesn't mean you come out and say it. That right. stays in the lock. Now I don't know. Again, this is like the same thing with DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know what's going on in the locker room there. I'm not going to claim to be this big insider that understands. You have Schefter tweeting out that he is showing up. You have him tweeting out that he's not. McDermott's concerned. Then he's there. You're trying to predict what's going on inside their minds. You're crazy. Yeah. Good luck. React to what you see, and absorb it. The best player, second best player on the best team in the division, is saying we're trending down. Okay, listen to him. Yeah. He's probably right. Now, does that mean that they can't win? No, of course. They can win, but they're being projected to win at a certain pace. Probably not the pace that they feel, or at least they're capable of. That's my vibe with Buffalo right now. They're probably a good team. Probably make the playoffs. Are they a 13-win team again this year? Mm -mm. I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Because I think the division got better. 100%. I think, obviously, we know about the conference and they're trending down. I think those are all just red flags. Ryan Dable is big, right? When a big coach leaves a college program, the next year, usually okay. Recruits are still there. Yeah. Takes a couple years. The scheme, the message really leaves. It's like, it's like, when you, like, it's like a stink bomb. It takes a little while for it to waft out. The messaging inside the building, it's been a couple years now of Ken Dorsey leading charge who I again nice little college Kurt Miami but not someone when you watch Buffalo play that has the same level of efficiency with how he calls the game and if you think about it with Josh Allen all those terrible turnovers he had Awful. four straight four straight weeks He's he had a red zone turnover to force it because he knows if I don't make this play I don't trust the guy in the booth to call the next play right there's, that seeps down into the into the messaging of the team when you're so calling the play. Where you have Josh Allen, who was protecting the football with Dable, and then Daniel Jones, who wasn't protecting the football. Look and at then Daniel Jones now. He swaps, and you start seeing this happen. Now, in the sense Dable, of protecting the ball. I'm not saying that Daniel Jones is better than Josh Allen. I'm not crazy. I'll be honest. They're getting a lot closer than they were a couple years ago. It's at least a conversation to have. Where I in the don't past feel negative was, oh, about no. the... Let's just leave it at this. When I talk about the Giants now, to me, the quarterback is not a question anymore. I know he can, have, he can play. Because, because, of I because of day, I trust Dable to put him in the right place. Man, I'll tell you what. You go look at the Giants' schedule last year. And I know you, the Giant, you know. You go look at some of those wins. Impressive Coach stuff. Wins. Coach wins. Though. Tight games. Yeah. Look at the second half. Yeah. Well, look at the second half against the Packers. I mean, and I know the Packers didn't end up making the playoffs, but they were close. They were a good team last year with a great quarterback. I mean, it was just the adjustments that were made. The best. That's how you win in the NFL. It's margins, right? Al Pacino, game of inches. Mm -hmm. I trust Brian Dable's ruler a lot more than I trust Ken Dorsey's ruler. Mike McDaniel's another guy that I'm, I'm interested in trusting. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's another interesting candidate for the glow up, right? I feel as if Miami, uh, obviously their big addition was Jalen Ramsey as well. but. What do you think of Gasicki leaving? Because eh, that's like ends. addition by subtraction, no? Tight ends don't have a big, aren't a big needle mover for me. When you're talking about uh, tight end specific, well, Gasicki is Gasicki that guy? Like for me, I don't view the right. Dolphins if, any different because Gasicki's not there. Okay, that's year. fair. Because I was gonna say like if a Mark Andrews or Kelsey, Kelsey aren't there, fair. yeah, yeah. Th- those okay. are transcendent players. So yeah, so so player but, specific but as a, opposed yeah, to yeah, 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 position. exactly, hundred okay. percent. Thank that's you fair. for that clarification. I think. When I look at teams, the battery matters more. For example, the Jets, Nathaniel Hackett now. The Bills, Ken Dorsey. You think about who's in the ear of the guy that's making the most important play. You trust that voice. I trust the Hackett-Rogers connection. I think that's going to be a positive connection. Mike McDaniel and Tua, I think that's a positive connection. I think he gets it. I think he gets the most out of Tua. I don't feel that way about Buffalo. I have no idea what to expect in New England. That's why New England's the shrug emoji. Bill O'Brien could have a very positive impact mm. on Mac Jones. They didn't have an offensive coordinator last year. It was a disaster. It's hard to judge Mac Jones on last year. He didn't have a voice in his ear. It was Matt Patricia, the defensive coordinator. Weird. Very weird. Strange. From the beginning, it was just red flag after red flag. So it's hard to rate, right? Like, for example, you had a really crazy meal last night, woke up feeling squirrely. It's hard to grade your workout time. Mm-hmm. That day, you're like, eh, give it a pass. Like, I was a little sluggish today. Yeah, from the night before. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I give the Pats a pass because I think, again, culture, right? The way they're constructed, the little things that they do, defense special teams. There's more margin for error with them on offense. I feel the same way about the Jets. I think there's more margin for error with them with Aaron Rodgers early in the season because I think <laughs> people forget <laughs> top five defense. Sauce Gardner's <laughs> the best quarter in the league. Yeah. So, like, they have margin for error. I think the Bills have a little bit. McDermott, they're the defense. The Dolphins have the least amount of margin for error. But Fangio, Ramsey, the cornerback duos maybe play a little better. Maybe that margin for error is decreasing. But it's a quarterback coach league in, in, in football, right? Like, those are the things that drive it. Dorsey, Allen, I don't feel the same way I do about them than I did last year. What's really cool about this division is there's two guys that became head coaches. It didn't pan out, but I think are great, great coordinators, Fangio and Hackett. Fangio is a, Vic Fangio is incredibly talented. Amazing. At defense. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think you will see the biggest jump in PFF grades, right? The Dolphins were like at the bottom. Poverty last year. Yeah, it was rough. You will see them in the top half in most this year, I think. Yeah. Maybe not, but they, maybe they won't be a top 10 defense. But I they don't need they to be. be cl- if no. you, 
They don't need Dude, to Dude, I've always made this case where, where if you're the 31st worst defense and you end up going to 18th, dude, that's a big jump for you, especially if your Massive. offense is good. That is significant. So I if think, that's what they could do and the in Miami, a top five offense. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So they don't need you don't need them to be a top five defense. You hell, you don't even them need them to be a top 12 defense. Get to the teens. And then the jump is going to be like, oh my Fangio God, look at Miami. Yeah. I, honestly, that's that's the best place to start for handicapping any team in the offseason. We don't know what these teams are. You're formulating ideas and strategies based off of where you expect the team to be. For example, most professional betters that I ask, after two weeks, maybe three, their prior numbers from the preseason in the summer, gone. out the window. Yep. So why are you spending months, June, July, August, creating these prior ratings if in three weeks they're gone, sometimes two? It, you formulate ideas. These are the scenarios that I see, positive and negative. And if you see less positive, more negative, well, it may be an underwind total. More positive, less negative, maybe an overwind total. But also the schedule being balanced matters. It's it's also very subjective to how you think those teams 100%. are going to do too, because oh, we're basing opinion at the end of the day. Right, right. Before, yeah, but we're all, always we're also basing back to your point. We're basing all our input for week one, two, and three on what we saw what nine months ago. Absurdity and preseason and preseason where coaches come out and say they. John Harbaugh in a preseason game once came out and said, "I'm going to run the ball." I think it was ten or fifteen or twenty straight times, just because we needed to work on this scheme. They did. How could you take that and apply it to week one of an NFL game? Yeah. It, it's like saying, I'm going to go run a mile today. And based on my time and score, you're going to let me know how I do doing a sit-up contest. Completely different things. You might run a mile faster than anyone in the world, but you might have core or like, you know, pull-up contests. You might have scrawny arms. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's absurd. Like the preseason... There are betting angles in the preseason that are great. You have to be very attentive to the news, who plays. But to take anything in the preseason and to apply it to the regular season is a mistake. That's why week one in the NFL is the hardest week to bet, period. Even harder than week 18 when they rest starters, I think. I think week one is the hardest week of any season in any sport to bet. Yeah, because you're basing it, like we said, from off of eight months nothing. ago. At yeah. least in week two, you don't have a lot of data, but you get the overreaction, and then you come back on the other side. In week one, there's no reaction, unless there's some big news that breaks during the week, which you cannot yeah. take account. And, it, and it's also like, I'm, I'm very high on Pittsburgh coming into the year. So I've been looking at them catching three and a half points against the Niners in week one, where Sam Darnold, as a road favorite, so it's a tough one, but it's one of those things where subjective. I I Some don't know people how are you, really high on the Niners, right? And I don't know if you're high on Pittsburgh. Maybe you're I like, like oh, dude, yeah. But but for this example, yeah. maybe you're like, oh, bro, they should be a ten point dog at home. They suck. Yeah. Usually, that's why the NFL is the best. Mm. Lines are never that wrong. Yeah. If they're wrong, they're wrong by a point, and they correct very quickly because it is a market that the entire universe swims in the biggest syndicates, like the biggest groups on the planet that bet, bet NFL. Yep. And they bet it big. Why? Limits are the highest. They can get the most liquid, they can get the most liquidity in. Makes sense, right? Can't get liquidity in on Nerfy. Bet 500 bucks, they move the line 50 cents. 
Yeah. Well, what's the point in that? But you also think it's because it's popular, like you said, what, with the, the market. No, NFL? no, no. Like if, it's both. If, it, it see that's the so it's 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 the perfect storm. Mm. Nerfy's a popular market, but most of the bets are for fifty or hundred bucks. Got so it. It doesn't move the needle. The NFL is the most popular bet. They have the most fifty hundred dollar bets, but they also have the hundred thousand dollar bets. They're, those don't exist in most of the other gambling markets. There's only certain markets that accept that kind of money. Yeah. Unless it's offshore, which is unregulated, which is, a, again, a whole other right, animal. Right. But the, the best, most efficient market where you can get the most down in is the NFL. NFL. So that's why the biggest syndicates attack the NFL. But here's the thing, and this is what I'm hearing from a lot of pros too. The timing of a lot of the offshore syndicates are weird now. So the markets are moving on Wednesdays. Usually the limits expand later in the week. Friday, Saturday is when the syndicates used to really bet into these markets. Now it's happening on like Tuesday, Wednesday. So Sharps coming in the on markets Wednesday. are just, they're all, these are, I'll be honest, the NFL, that's why it's just, it's hold on for dear life, man. Every week. Oh, yeah. Props have become a, a, a nice avenue. Those props don't drop till later in the week. Usually the limits are low, doesn't get as much professional attention. It's mostly driven by social media, low, smaller bets. Those are, to me, the most fun NFL wagers. First touchdowns, right? Those are good sweats. Yeah, anytime touchdown, too. Great sweats. What would you say is the biggest X factor in this division that's not like an obvious name? Like an Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. I, I think it's the mesh in New England. Because let's be honest, that's the one team that I really don't have a feel for. Yeah. That's the one team that could... Dude, I think they're going to be bad this year, man. They could very well be 4-13. and 13. Yeah. But would you be shocked if Mac Jones became Tom Brady light, putting it everywhere? Not very flashy, but they ran the ball, good offensive line, great special teams, great defense. Their offense is slightly more efficient than last year because Bill O'Brien's an actual coordinator who, for all of his warts, can call a game. Yeah. The upside could be 11 and five and a playoff team. I don't have the same. Variance with the other three teams, barring injury, of course. Right. But let's say all four teams have their quarterback, Jones, Tua, Allen, Allen and Rodgers. Rodgers, for the whole season. Yeah. To me, the window of victories for Buffalo, probably between like nine and 13, right? I see what you're saying, where New England probably has the widest range of outcomes. Four, I can yeah. see four wins and yeah, they suck. Yeah. But... Would you really be that shocked if Belichick pulled a rabbit out of his hat, got the most out of the roster? They get Hopkins. Now they have a receiver. Mm. Mac Jones is just above mediocre. Bill O'Brien sparks it. They always can run the ball. They always play defense and special teams. Would you be shocked that they're 11 and five or 12 and four or 12 and five, 11 and six? Right? Yeah. The new numbers always get me. No, that's like an eight win window right there. Whereas the Jets, I see the Jets as like an eight to 10, 11 win team. Dolphins, 8 to 10, 11 wins. I don't see a Dolphins 12 and 5 or 13 and 4, right. maybe. Outlier. You also don't see a 4 and 13 for Miami. No. They have too much talent. No, they're yeah. I think the Jets and the Dolphins are 500 teams at worst. Yeah. I think that's the floor with their talent. The Bills are at worst probably a 9 or 10 win team, you would think, with their talent. The Patriots? <laughs> no idea. I would say Bill O'Brien's the biggest X Factor in the division this year. What impact does he have on Mac Jones? If it's insanely positive, I could see the Patriots making the playoffs or making a run at the playoffs. 
but obviously they have the the lowest floor as well. I would say. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. One number that stood out to me made a video about this a couple of weeks ago is they're thirty to one to have the number one pick next. Interesting. Probably it, Arizona's got to be at the top of that list. Yeah, right? and that's the thing. Arizona is so bad. They're Forget about so it. Bad. It's to to me. I think those markets are really really tough. Yeah, I, because. At the end of the season, for example, you needed like a million things to go your way for the Texans to, to be out of that pick. Oh, yeah. First, they had to win. And then they needed everything else to go well, right? The week before. I, I Those are really tough. Those are markets. tough. Yeah, those, those are those tough. Are tough. It was just I would just that- rather bet the under on New England win total than bet something yeah. like that. Because to me, that's a more solid investment that I know I'm getting value with throughout the entire year because it's a market that I trust without a... Mm. absurd whole percentage any market that has more than two outcomes the sports books that we bet into they don't really give us a fair pay. yeah even the sport even the bets with two outcomes sometimes aren't fair but the 10 outcome result bets i mean i've seen some stuff on some of the books that are just like oh, 25 yeah. 30 40 percent whole they, percentages they love it's ridiculous they love first touchdown scores oh they'll take that all day Oh, how much do you want to put? No problem. What do you, Take it. Here's, here's the best example of what the sports books want you to bet. What are they advertising? SGPs. First touchdown insurance, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Overtime insurance. Although in the playoffs, it's a good bet. But in the regular season, it's a terrible bet for hockey. I think those are easy indicators for the, the rookie. Boost actually boost could be good if you are using them properly mm. because I think people like to boost parlays. You shouldn't. You should boost straight bets. If I'm getting a minus one ten at a plus one ten. Massive difference. Up. Oh yeah, yeah. Forty seven to fifty two percent. It's huge. I mean, it, that's a bigger impact than plus eight hundred to plus nine hundred, which is like one and a half percent. You know. In terms of your win probability. Does it ever upset you when you're on a bet and then you see that it's been boosted and now the public no, is on it? I don't even pay attention to those. No. Because here in Vegas, we don't get any of that. That's fair. I mean, unfortunately, I am, like I, I am wait, like that was the biggest adjustment for me moving out here. That was, I will have one complaint about Las Vegas. It's a tough town to, sport, to bet sports in. Who would have thought? Easy town to bet everything else in. I, tough town to bet sports in. The first weekend that I came to Vegas was the UFC pay-per-view with Nate Diaz and Chamayev when it got all fumbled around. Guys were missing weight, so they was like a makeshift card. I remember I called my mom, and I was like, Ma, I need you to open up my FanDuel account. I need you to put these bets in. I do that all the time, by the way. I have a friend back east. He does it for me. And she's like, Nick. I drive to Arizona sometimes, too. Yeah, I notice how short of a drive it is. 30 minutes. Yeah, I'll be doing that, too. Oh, yeah. But before I knew about the Arizona trip, Jared, call my mom. She's like, baby, why am I putting bets for you? You're in Vegas. I know. I was like, it's the shittiest place to bet. Can't bet anything. Yeah. I, 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 no, I exaggerate. I'm embellishing. You can bet things. You have to sign up for the apps in person. Yeah. My first week in town, I drove around every sports book in, in the city. Yeah, I did that too. The apps are a little glitchy. The apps. They're always glitchy when you need them too, right? Like the uh, live just, offerings, just the forget it. it. It's amazing. The live offerings are very hard yeah. to bet. Ugh. For other reasons too, the streaming situation makes it hard to bet live anymore. But the, there's just not as many offerings. And the props, forget it. Thank God the Nerfies exist. 
multiple sports books do very fair nerfy nerfy offerings. That's why I've really invested a lot of time in that market in baseball season because it's very re- it's very available here and it's not heavily bet. It's actually I think it's the best kept secret in town. The nerfy nerfy. Yeah. That's certain, shit, right? Certain. Bro, these bets have taken over my life. Well, like think about it from a think about it from like a fandom perspective first. Uh-huh. Baseball is tough to watch. And I know the new rules make it easier, but it's still tough to watch. And it's every day. It's a grind. Who wants to dedicate? So I dedicate usually two to three hours handicapping every day, even if I'm on, even if I'm not on a show, I am handicapping sports at least two hours every day, regardless if I'm doing a show or not. So I spend two hours, three hours handicapping. And I have to spend four hours, five hours, the window, right? Sometimes there's day games, eight, 10 hours watching three-hour games, more like two and a half now. There's too many games. Yeah. So the first inning, it's quantifiable. I think it's the most quantifiable of all the wagers because it's one, two, three in the order, top pitcher. You know exactly the sequence. In the third inning, who knows? It could be up. And it's 15 minutes. Yeah. Done. I watch it. All right, let's go out for dinner. Yeah. Done. 15 minutes, 20 minutes, done. Like, it's very gratifying. Um, to get that instant return or demise, depending on how it goes. So, I, yeah, the nerfies are just, they're a blast, man. They're a freaking blast. Dude, I want to wrap up this conversation by mentioning what I think the biggest X factor is going to be in this division. And yeah, we me, went off the rails. Yeah, and, and to me, the craziest, the craziest thing is, I know, I know I told you not to pick something obvious, but... Are you going to go obvious here? I'm going to go obvious, but I'm going to paint the picture for just uh, a longevity standpoint too. I think it's Tua's health. Obviously, we know what it means for him and this team and what he means to this team. But dude, it was a really scary three-week stretch that he went through this year. And especially when he... And he got hit and he just did that like it's a dead weird deer. season with injuries too. Yeah, the and Hamlin you know, thing. You was, had him play Sunday and yeah. then he played on Thursday and you're like, holy shit. And then the visual, like cameraman, what are we doing? Just keeping yeah, that on it. there. It looked so bad. So, Such a weird year with injuries. You wish him the best. I, I think it looks like he's a little healthier though. Yeah. Yeah, he's been at, at like those Panther games too. He looks very lively. Even in some yeah. of the videos you see of him but in camp. But it changes when you get hit. Like it, it's just, that's why the NFL is tough, man. It's such an attrition sport, unlike any other league. And, and look, to bring, to bring fighting into this, they say how everyone has a, a good chin until they don't, right? Yeah. And then eventually it's like, everyone well, that- Everyone has they get knocked out. Yeah, right? but then it's, the face. you know, you could be a guy that never got knocked out and then you get knocked out that one time and then it's like a jab Yeah. going backwards. Last Joe over here. Yeah, now you're, you're, you're stunned, then you lose a fight where- Tua didn't have these concussion issues where now it's every time, if you're a Dolphins fan, especially if you bet on them too, but if you're watching a Tua Dolphins game and he gets hit, you're going to be doing, you're doing one of those. Unfortunately, there's no way to predict that stuff. No, no, there isn't. It, it's, I, I think the, the injuries, and you see it all the time on social media, void, void this prop, they got hurt. That's gambling. Yeah. Like that, that is, that needs to be factored into your mental equation of, how you project the team to play. And also what we were just talking about with the knockout thing, it's the same thing where like a player might be steady Iron Man six years in a row and then he gets that first injury and That's now he's it. injury prone. There, I, I think injuries is the hardest thing to even talk about in our space 
because there's a lot of misinformation. Yeah. And I think, for example, have you ever been tipped by someone that a player is hurt? I think there's a Maybe lot like of a beat writer. And then it turns out like he has a career game. So <laughs> there are some people in the space that usually get ahead of the news. And yeah, I have been tipped off either directly or indirectly before by odds makers, friends, people that are in the know. Right, right, right. Then the odds move. Mm. But once the odds move, you have to then make a separate assessment based off of did they move too much? For example, when Rodgers went out a couple of years ago and they put Jordan Love in that game against the Chiefs and they went from, I think, like a pick to like an eight-point yeah. dog. Well, that changes the win probability completely. Yep. So sometimes it's better just to wait. You know the news is going to drop. Well, the public tends to overreact. In the NFL, if it's an NFL injury to a major oh, player, dude, I would prefer to wait. My favorite spot. Of last season. And then get back the other side after it moves too much. My favorite spot from last season was week one, Dak gets hurt. And then the Cooper Rush comes in against the Bengals. Stud. The look ahead line before the Sunday night game was uh, Dallas was a pick at home against the Bengals. Yeah. And then Dak gets ruled out and it went up to eight. And I was like, dude, we've seen Cooper Rush. What was the game they got blown out? They got blown out in a game too with him, but they also had a really good, he had a really that, good game. But that was like the tail end of it because he started off hot. Yeah, 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 but yeah. Cooper Rush, it's like, all right, yeah, we know, we know Dak got hurt, but I didn't feel like, again, subjective. I love bringing that up in, in sports betting because yes. I think it's really true. Very subjective. I don't think the drop off between that quarterback and the other was what the line showed us. That to me is. And then the Bengals ended up losing they, that game outright. They want, Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, because he got hurt week one against Tampa. Weird season, man. It feels like that feels like 10 years ago. I know. Um, to me, the NFL. So if I ever got a tip about a quarterback like that, I would probably bet it, but then I would probably bet, come back and bet the other side and try to middle. Ooh. Like that to me, and I've done I've done that before too. I did that on a Cleveland Monday night game a few years ago when they had your Jacoby Brissett injury thing. I forget who the backup was, um, or who the starter was that he came in for. But a very similar situation. It might have been Baker Mayfield. That might have been the Baker year two years ago when Baker was still there. Um, the NFL lines, they move too much when the injuries happen because the public eats it up. Yeah. They'll bet it and it'll move too much. And then eventually it always reaches that point that you come back on the other side. That's when you know it moved too much. Yeah. When it starts to drift back. So I think injuries often open up an opportunity to bet the other side. Not every situation. Right. But case by case. Yeah, for sure. Dude, I, I middled the game one time. One that was the one middle I've ever had was in that Cleveland I felt Cincinnati like the game. Man. I felt like I it, it was a Chiefs Broncos game. The Chiefs opened up at at uh six and a half and then the line closed at seven and a half. It was like a primetime game, and I think the score was like twenty seven twenty. Dude, I felt uh, like no, it was Denver. It was Denver. I um, felt like Denver, no one Cleveland. could tell me anything when that happened. So Denver, the one time I middled, I think Cleveland. They went from Brissett to Keenum. Yeah, Keenum oh, so started you're going for Cleveland. Further, further back, way down. Yeah, 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 this yeah. was two years ago. Two years ago, it was a Thursday night game. Keenum, third string quarterback, wins. The Broncos opened up, I think, as a dog, and Keenum got announced third string. Bron I bet the Broncos plus, I think it was 
I forget. See, now I'm like getting all getting all confused here. I think it was, I think the Broncos, oh no, the Broncos were plus three and a half on the road in Cleveland Thursday night. I bet Broncos plus three and a half. Then Keenum gets announced the starter, flips back to the other side. The Browns close, I think, plus two. Then I bet Broncos plus three and a half, Browns plus two, Cleveland one by three. Thread the needle. That's how it went down. That Keenum is... was the third string. Remember, they had two backups out that week. Yeah. Oh. Maybe it was a COVID thing. Case Keenum stepped in for an injured May- Baker Mayfield. The Ernest Johnson, buck 46. Oh, dude, that was definitely a COVID thing. The Ernest was like everyone's fantasy darling for a couple of weeks. Yeah. I remember that. So it was, so Brissett was already hurt and Keenum and, uh, and, and Mayfield was out. Baker was out. And so the line went Denver plus three and a half closed Denver plus two. So if you got plus three and a half and then yeah. you got Cleveland plus two, Gucci. 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 That's how, you middle a ga- that's how you middle a game right there. That is. That's good times. <laughs> that's good times. I'm sure this isn't going to be the last time that us two connect on a show. I Definitely agree. once the football season starts, we'll be doing some cool, fun stuff. Uh, thank you for spending your time. It's been about like two hours now that I've had you in the studio. It's been a blast, dude. It was great. Was great like to learn more about your story too, man. So much shit that, you know, yeah. oftentimes you're friends with people and you get to know people and there's so much that you haven't untapped, right? And Years, in, bro. I lived a whole nother life before I moved out here, basically. And in conversations, you just learn a lot. So I appreciate your time, man. Let the people know where they can find you on social media. Yeah, at Jared Lee Smith on Twitter. Um, do a lot of gambling content most days. I have a show on Fox Sports Radio every Saturday morning, which is great too. And uh, I work for VEASAN as well. I do some shows for them. And then you follow my dog on TikTok, at Pit Picks. He's putting out better. He's six and one. Got a pick in the, uh, coming up soon, but dogs got better picks than me. Wink, yeah. wink. They're they're still my pick. Yeah, no, they don't need to know that, man. Because like you said last time, you just blame Behind the dog. Behind the curtain. Blame the well, dog. Well, the dog's sort of... the scapegoat. If it, if it loses, it's the dog. Yeah. But if it wins, then yeah, it was I'm the brainchild. Let's go. That's how it works, right? I love it. I love it. <laughs> at Nick Deus Ten is where you can find me. All things veterans minimum is at veterans minimum. And please go and check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash veterans minimum. You get a lot of cool perks, merch giveaways every month. We have discounts to the merch store. And then we also have shout outs, roll call, free items when you sign up for a year pledge and the whole nine. Go check it out, patreon.com slash veterans minimum. And we'll catch you guys next time on veterans Man. i'm a gold medalist bronze like your medal is so many deer in headlights but it's bedtime hear that supper bell main course be the venison Dab. most dangerous game either kill or be killed everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off.
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.